Hey, hey, what's up? It's Azizu back again, and this is BBQ Big Brother Quarantine. With me as always, it's Jade. Hey guys, what's up? All right, we're here to talk about, this is what, week four eviction? Yeah. Yep, already the fourth week, we're already a month in to Big Brother 22, Big Brother All-Stars, the second All-Stars season, and we got a lot to cover. Last time we were talking to you, we said we were going to come back with live feed fun. We didn't do that. And then we were supposed to do last night, the veto competition episode. We didn't do that. So we're here with you now. Last episode was a double episode. And uh, I don't know how long this one's going to be. We'll probably get through most of the stuff pretty quick. But uh, we got a lot to cover. So you ready to get into it? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, first, we got to do a little bit of a rewind and talk about what was going on in the house. One of the things I know we for sure wanted to mention was uh, if we can even (laughs) remember off the top of our head, it was all the way back in Sunday's episode, but there was a, uh, wasn't there a a social justice moment that came up again that we wanted to give proper time to? Yeah, um, wasn't it between Kaser and Davon, I think? Yeah, I believe so. That would have been... Uh, August 30th episode, episode 11. Yeah, um, yeah, so that was the, the last one before this one. Um, I can't remember, two before, sorry. Um, and yeah, we're trying to find at what point it was in the episode, but, um, I know that Julie likes to make a point of saying that, you know, they, they do air this and i'm excited to mention well is it okay if i yeah yeah. okay so um it's no secret who is evicted yeah okay yeah because that's part of my point um so um on this the new the newest episode um you know it's uh caser against christmas and you know no surprise um caser you know got the full vote he's out of the house so um that's super exciting to talk about, though, like, what, what led up to that and everything that happened. But, um, when he was evicted, Julie, um, asked him, it's like, hey, like, what, like, brought you back? Like, did you come to, like, win the money or did you come to, like, you know, like, you know, use your voice? And he was like, I'm, I'm gonna be honest, production's gonna hate me, but I came back to, like, talk about everything and try and change things. So I thought that was... That was really great to hear, um, especially since in the past with Big Brother, you know, he is such a cool and great player and an overall um, appearing to be, like, such a great, caring person. Um, And just the way, you know, he carries himself, he's very inspirational, I would say. That's that's how I view him. Um, And how, you know, he got voted back into the house previously by, like... Um, a huge amount of votes. I think it was something crazy, like, compared to the other person he was up against at that point. But yeah, um, when he, when he came back and everything, like, that just shows you, like, how much people, like, respect him. And so all these years later, he knew that he could try and, like, bring up these important topics on a popular show like Big Brother. And yeah, so we found the scene. Yeah, and it starts, interestingly enough, with uh, 
religion, and I really like what he said there, that um, everybody, he's had this conversation a few times about religion and everybody having different beliefs, but everybody's trying to get to the same place. Everybody's trying to find and define like God and, you know, you use whatever vehicle works for you. This one works for me. This works for you. We're all trying to get to the same place. That's interesting. But then it evolves into this com- commentary on social justice and he, he brings up, uh, like we just saw the comment come across the screen. I don't know if you saw that, but he was talking about how um, it's so frustrating for him that like it seems like the first thing, it doesn't matter who gets killed. Usually we're talking about somebody in the black community, somebody that gets killed and the first thing they do is they go to the criminal record and they're like, oh, they did this. And it's almost like they deserve to die because of this. They shouldn't have been where they were, where they were. They shouldn't have been doing what they're doing. And it's like that always drives me so nuts. Like just with anybody, like to say like you deserve this. You once sinned. It's like people are you know casting this stuff that like they're so perfect and they live this perfect life they they want to justify like oh they deserve to be killed you really think that they deserve to be killed because of something they did in their past like so now they deserve death it's like yeah i know that way of thinking is really toxic and awful and you know not not even human i want to say like that's like a a weird form of evil that can like destroy your heart thinking like that like you see one thing on a criminal record on something that you look up based off of basically racism and then you use that you use that against their death and justifying them no longer being alive because of that thing on their record yeah it's like yeah this person was uh caught with drugs or caught selling drugs that therefore they deserve to have somebody sit on their neck till they can't breathe anymore and i don't want to get too dark this is supposed to be big brother and fun but we're talking about something that really has happened on the show and has affected these last couple episodes and especially tonight's eviction uh caser was uh, talked to as Julie, like you just mentioned, this was a big part of his exit interview. And we haven't seen it yet because we're recording right after the episode aired. But uh, she is having a longer interview that's going to be on uh, CBS.com. I'm sure they're going to share it on the Big Brother uh, yeah. YouTube page and, and everything. I bet there's more, they get into more like not even like necessarily i'm sure there's big brother questions but i'm willing to bet knowing that she did open with like questions about like going coming back i'm sure there's more questions involving current topics right now like the one we're talking about and okay i just want to i just need to like add the fact that yes like big brother is like a fun game like reality show but there is like there is a point in time where i don't want to say like everything has to like oh like every conversation or every like thing that you listen to or watch has to like bring in these topics but the reason why we want and like feel feel like the yeah just feel the want to like talk about these things is because it's it's happening it's been happening for too long and it's just 
the more it gets talked about, the more people are aware, and I just, I, okay, I'm, I'm 20 years old, like, I know whatever kids I have, like, I'm gonna raise them like you did, like, I'm just, Kaser is a dad, that's the, one of the things that he always comes back to, is the fact that, you know, he has a son, and he doesn't like the way the world is right now, um, I'm very optimistic, and I, like to think on the positive side and I recognize you know the world isn't perfect and there are a lot of mistakes and you know not great people out there but that doesn't mean you have to be one of them you can be so much greater than you think you can be you can be so much nicer to every person you meet and yeah 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 no I'm glad you say that and I'm glad we put this on record we'll always have this uh and shout out to everybody that's listening and has continued to listen as we're talking to this. We're not as much on Big Brother, which we're about to get back to. But uh, yeah, shout out and thank you for listening. And yeah, it is very important. And I'm glad we're having these conversations. I'm glad we're putting them on record. And we'll always have this on record, you know? Yeah, yeah. On a podcast for people to listen to, that people listen to. So they know that they're gonna, we know that people are going to hear this. Yeah, yeah. And, um... I mean, if you... Honestly, if you listen to us, you probably, you know, obviously have heard our main show, E-Society Podcast, the Mac Nez Podcast, Podcast Network, and you know Nez isn't afraid to shy away from these uh, sometimes touchy topics, and often it's him that digs into it, and, um... It's it's left sometimes to me to, to, to bring it back, and... Um, I support him always 100%, you know, with his opinion, you know, he should have it, even if I don't always agree with it, he should have his opinion, and he should use the platform to speak that way, you know, so. Exactly. I'm just glad that we, we have this, and shout out Nez, hopefully you're listening to this episode, <laughs> yeah, I'll you, let you know. Yeah, tell him, <laughs> be like, hey, listen to this part, um, but yeah, no, I specifically paused it on a part where, um, Kaser is doing a talking head about his conversation with Day. And I really like, I, I'm probably not going to do it for word for word for word, just paraphrasing, but something similar to the idea of, I promise myself that no matter what point I am in life, um, what I'm experiencing, that I will always have the courage to stand up for what's right. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I definitely see through here. And that I personally am really glad that I have this platform and that I, um, that we're we're that we're doing this because I feel like if it wasn't for you and Nez, I probably wouldn't even be talking on a podcast. Um, and I feel like it's it's definitely helped me um, not only like speak out about these topics more, but like um, gain like gain like a definite you know type of respect, I guess, for like I don't know because I feel like for a long time being young it was kind of hard for me to like open about this stuff because yeah where do you do it yeah like where do you do it the situation you would really speak yeah yeah because like i remember in school like they definitely like they were like oh like speak your mind but like whenever it got to touchy or stuff like that like teachers would usually shut it down somehow so um i'm just glad that you know i I like I kind of like got the courage, you know. Like I yeah, like yeah. I found my way of talking about it, and um, yeah, no, I I'm really glad that I've been able to do this, and I will continue doing it, and I'm gonna do it outside of the podcast. I 
you know, I've been thinking of different ways to do it and stuff like that. Um, social media platforms, um, in conversations with people, you know, and that's not something I used to do a lot. So I'm glad that this is a, that's definitely a part of me that's changing for the better. Yeah, definitely. And you guys should too. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, yeah, on that note, it was it was really cool. Uh, we talked about so much last episode, uh, if you listen. First of all, thank you again, and thank you for listening to this one. Um, but, yeah, we did remember that the, the that was a conversation we wanted to talk about, but we were under uh, having 10 minutes left in the pod, so we knew we wanted to give it its proper time, and which we did here, so I'm glad we did that. But yeah, uh, almost to just quote like what he was saying, you know, I don't sit idly by and watch the world go by. Uh, yeah, so he's he's basically he had that cold conversation with Devon, and it, it cut between the the diary room and the conversation with her. Um, I wonder what would happen to my son if I didn't do anything. There's a reason I'm doing this after I got a call in right now. I need to be courageous enough to answer that call. And um, I think this is important. And it's, it's, that ties actually into what he said during the eviction speech. Or not the eviction speech. The... In, after interview with Julie where he said like uh, it was interesting that he said like oh production's gonna kill me but I didn't come back for the money I came back for those conversations and it was like he didn't even need to say that because she flat out was saying like no like we aired those and that is important she was letting him know like yes like we get that and she said she even the way she she framed the question she's like now, did you come back for the half a million dollars or did you come back, you know, for another? And she framed it. She actually set it up for him. She, yeah. He didn't need to say anything about like, oh, production's going to kill me. That's fine. No, that's what they want. They've shown that and they yeah. they understand the, the whole point of this. Like, not everybody's going to make it to the end and it's okay if like... You know, some people do have a, a different message. He did want to stay in the house. Yeah. It wasn't like he what he came back for this message and didn't care about gaming. Yeah, or, no, he, he still, did want to play. He definitely like he definitely left out swimming. Sorry, he definitely left swinging, and that's that's obviously something else we're gonna talk about when we get to it. But um, no, like he was a great gamer, like, and he's like he is known for that. That's why he's out. You know, like he's great at gaming, but on an actual personal level like yeah no like production if anything production and julie want that answer of you know the message because like okay well for the show's sake that's good for the show showing that you know like cbs and big brother do care about these topics the fact that they're airing them and just for the audience sake yeah and we knew going into this season we knew that couldn't help but be a topic one way or another even if it wasn't a Bailey Davon, David Kaser, anybody of color if they weren't on the show yeah. it still would have come up in conversation and they would have had important conversations I believe. Oh for sure definitely um I really I really like how much they've um showed 
Kaser and Davon. I haven't seen maybe maybe it's because we we we've, we've been working a lot, guys. Um, that's why we haven't been recording as much. But I haven't I haven't heard. I don't know if you have, but I haven't heard much of um, Bailey or David on any and like them talking about it as much of you. Not as much, but uh, definitely David from the beginning has made it. A, he's made it a note. It's like it's one of the reasons why he's here is because there had never been an African American winner of the U.S. game, and he's hoping to change that. And that's what's been so weird about his game and how messy he's been. And he thinks he's doing it right, but instead he's alienating everybody and turning people against people. And like, we've talked about these previous episodes. It was a big thing like him kind of messing up and it, it's, it's crazy. Cause like, he seemed like he knew it, but then there was that other scene when everybody was talking and he walks in the room and he doesn't like respond. He does weird looks at Cody and it was like what are you doing <laughs> yeah no did we talk about that before we did we okay, did yeah. yeah yeah no I remember that yeah so um to talk quickly before we get into the eviction episode last night the veto it's so crazy how this plays out we see it but then like actually it happens way before in real time we've talked about that before here on the show but the whole idea that the head of household is named Thursday the the nominees are picked Friday and then like veto is like late Saturday and then the veto uh, ceremony is like early Monday and then we wait for Wednesday's episode to air and then Thursday's eviction to air and then there's a new head of household and whatnot. So that's like the way things break down. But it's crazy that like Saturday night, we basically knew how this went down. And I did mention this last pod when we recorded on Sunday after Sunday's episode that it was it was amazing how we had the people in the room basically breaking down how it went. And we, we did know pretty much how it went down. And it was interesting to hear their commentary. And then for me to explain it to Jade on like what I heard, what they said, and then to see how it actually played out in the episode. So the veto was played between the nominees, Kaser and Kevin, the head of household, Enzo, and then uh, Kaser picked Bailey, which he wasn't very happy about. He looked very upset to pull that. Uh, Kevin looked at the, the, the peg very privately and then excitedly said, house guest choice. And he, they showed a scene before where he had... Uh, asked David if he would play for him and he said he would even though he didn't push it far enough where he was like not only do you have to ask will you play for me will you play and then if you win use it on me because it's like sure all anybody's gonna play if you ask them to play but it's a whole different thing will you if I pick you, will you use the veto on me? That's what you need to ask. And he didn't, you know. Kevin can definitely be a little timid sometimes on the show. So, 
and then finally, Enzo picked Tyler, right? So those are the contestants. And then it was interesting to see in with the way I heard it in the breakdown was that they weren't up there very long and um, from their projections, and obviously they don't, probably don't have a timer in front of them, but they were under the impression that Kaser only lasted five minutes. He fell off. Enzo felt safe. And he's like, my target's out. Like, I'm just throwing this. So he claimed to have thrown it. And then the next to fall was Enzo, which we're going to get to the real of it. What are real reactions? I'm going to throw it to you for real reactions to what went down and what happened. But I'm just going to I'm just telling him what I heard in the house. So that's what Enzo said, that he threw it. And then the next to fall in order was Tyler. And I heard that he was like completely like disoriented and whatever. He lost track. And uh, we'll talk more about that in a second. And then uh, same thing with, with Bailey. She thought she had something and she goes next. And then finally it was Kevin and David so this was the one of the most interesting parts in watching the live feeds is a conversation between those two where they were talking all this out and they mentioned that uh Kevin was like oh I was so hard and I was struggling he's like I was I was hoping you were gonna give it to me I was waiting and you didn't look like you were and then David's like no I wasn't I wanted that he's like and doesn't that feel so much better like that's an honorable win he's like you beat everyone like I did not give that to you and then like you beat Tyler and then they were like kind of both freaking out about that because like he's such a competition guy especially that was one of his more built for him he can do the endurance exercise stretchy stuff is definitely a specialty of his so it was really cool to hear them talk and it was uh, one of the best parts of that conversation was David saying like like don't like down yourself like 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 you did this like like believe in yourself and like don't discount your win by any means you won you did it nobody gave that to you you know exactly that's one of the things that i like about this show is when you win a comp i really like the idea of a resume i like that phrasing and whenever you win a comp on the show that's one more comp to add to the fact that if you reach the end that's part of your ammunition you're like i won a veto i won two hohs i got this person out yeah yeah and the thing is with kevin like i think this is just in his personality he feels like meeker than he is like he's nice but the the truth of the matter is like he's being put up because he is just on the outside of these tentacly groups which we're going to get into here in a minute but like that's one of the only reasons he almost won the first veto if he would have just clocked in his time good he was he was waiting for for Keisha and he didn't need to he almost had that first veto and then he was in 
the running for the first head of household too. The very first move in night. He yeah. won the move the ball thing yeah. and he just didn't make it across as fast as Cody did for the thing. Right. Yeah, no. I I totally see what you mean. Like on a game level, like he's definitely underestimating himself and on a human level, I you know, we saw definitely early on when he got put up and he was like super scared and everything, everything with Cody. Um he he has this sense that like he's not as good as everyone like he's not enough you know and like that can definitely like you're you like underestimating yourself and like thinking that you're like weaker or like even like i don't know like not as good looking or not as a good personality as someone else in the house who's doing like super well with an alliance or whatever like that can just like hunker you down and I hope he gets out of it. Like, I hope he kind of has, like, a power moment at some point. Because that'd, yeah. that'd honestly suck to see him, like, be put up as a so-called, like, oh, like... Just the go-to you're, you're, like, a go-to pun, and then he, like, gets out. And it's like, I could see him doing so much more if he knew his potential, you know? Yeah. Um, we're all obviously going to be a little all over the place here as we uh, try to put together the rest of tonight's episode and just the events in general, the stuff that in the feeds. But yeah no 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 but what i was just about to say is to bring it up to where we are currently in the standing of of things in the timeline is that christmas is the new head of household and we talked uh as the episode was ending what that means who she'd put up and i i remember saying that it was going to be probably that she'll go easy and go uh ian and kevin is what she'll do and i don't know maybe that might not be right because we 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 remembered that uh, she might be targeting bailey so things might get a little switched up but we got even more uh to talk about on that whole front but uh, before we do um i wanted you to give your interpretation i gave him the interpretation of what i heard but what about once you saw the competition um why don't you tell them what you saw when you came into the backyard Okay, so we go into the backyard, and it looks crazy. No, I'm kidding. Um, oh, my God, I literally had a voice and everything. Oh, my God. Okay, you guys, if I were on the show, like, kill me. Like, that's literally what I'm going to sound like. So we went into the backyard. Ah. And I see all these strings in the air, and I'm like, what is happening? Like, are we puppets? Like, what's going on? Oh my god, I go I go valley, like, what's wrong with me? Okay, um, no, okay, so yeah, in the backyard, um, it's, like, basically, like, a puppet show, um, there's a bunch of, like, strings and, uh, I don't know, harness-looking things, kind of, um, and, you know, like, Big Brother, like, controlling, yeah, it's very, like, magic circus kind of vibes um that's that's kind of how i'd describe it with along with puppets um so uh, they get on their like wires or strings puppet puppetry (laughs) um and you know it's 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 that comp where you basically have to hold on and you, you like get like you have to be like super flexible, basically, and be in the right mindset. Um, you gotta balance your weight a lot. You gotta like shift from one leg to the other and stuff like that. Um, you can't be caught off guard, otherwise, you know, you'll fall. Um, basically, 
sorry yeah i'm watching the episode oh yeah real quick shout out to um memphis he's okay as much as like i can drag on him a little bit for like i don't know like grandpa personality or whatever and like the stuff he's done in the past with you know these past few episodes him as like when he knows he's on air, like, he does pretty good, like, because he, he was the um, host of the comp, and he's, like, dressed in this cool, you know, um, what do you call it? Top the, hat. Top kind hat. Of almost circus attire. Yeah, like, leader of the circus, got the cool, like, shiny suit thing going on, and he, like, he presents it really well. So, yeah, props to him. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, everyone's hanging on, um... It looks pretty tough. It kind of looks like jump rope material, honestly. Yeah. If you... A lot of people are saying that, like, uh, they just did this last year for a head of household uh, with where it was, like, vines. Yeah. If basically. You, if you remember the comp where it was down to Sis and Holly and Jackson was, like, hell annoying everyone by, like... Don't drop. Yeah. I can do that. Yeah. I Whatever can, she's offering you. Yeah. I like, got you. Like, he was like, Holly needs to win, and like, it was like, and hella annoying everyone insists. Um, yeah, it was, it was that same comp. So, it was, oh gosh. That's right, too. Okay, so along with the puppet, um, balancing act, there's also a lot of slime being thrown. And that was a lot of the, um, deer, de- deteriorating, what, what word am I trying to say? De- uh, never mind, I forgot the word. Yeah, so, um, that was a lot of, the slime was what made people, um, why do I keep wanting to say deteriorated? That's not the word. Anyway, um, it distracted, distracted them, I guess, basically. They could barely see because they had basically goggles on, and so... You know, there's a bunch of different colors of slime, and it keeps on getting thrown on, and the more and more slime you get all over your body and your face, the less you can see, and the less you know where to put your hands and how to move your feet, and so people are starting to struggle. Um, you said that Kaser was the first to... Kaser was the first to go, right? He's the first to drop. It's basically... The slime is very paint-like. Like, once it hits the goggles... Like, you do need the goggles, but yet at the same time, I know it works very... It It's what ruins Tyler completely. Because once he even, like, loses one uh, of the little handles, he's swatting blindly yeah. to get it back. And I, I heard some people talk about in the house on the live feeds that people were yelling to, like, get rid of your goggles, get rid of your goggles. And, and it doesn't... Loud. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, no, yeah. um... Yeah, no, taking off your goggles is loud, but, like, I don't know, like, I guess you're, like, at that point where, oh, there's Kiso struggling, damn it. Um, I guess you're, like, at that point of, like, holding on to where you don't want to, like, risk taking off your, I don't know, because if you took off your goggles, you could readjust again. Like, I don't see, like, why wouldn't you take off your goggles? And I know some people tried to wipe it away, but it is very paint-like. It's kind of thick. Yeah, and it's, like, that wasn't helping at all. And, like, yeah, uh, so Kaiser just went down 12 minutes, 29 seconds, which, honestly, when I saw that on Wednesday's episode, I was actually way more impressed because everybody in the house was like, oh, he only lasted five minutes. He didn't last very long. Yeah. And it's like, the other guys, I think they're uh, in the end, it's like an hour. So, yes, the rest of the competition takes a long time. And he did go first, but still, that's like... 
it's double, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, it's very, it's a very hard competition. Like, you, you don't have a lot going for you, honestly. And, you know, comps do favor certain body types over others. Kaser is in his 40, 40s, yeah, because he's similar age to Janelle. Um, he kind of, he, you know, he doesn't have, like, a skinny body type. I think I, you keep on mentioning, like, I would be good for this. I have a probably a better body type than, say, like, Plus, a Kaser. Also, you need... Also, the weight worked against him. Yeah. He's by far, of everybody up there, he was uh, the heaviest. And it doesn't matter of, like, if you're, like... To put it in BB terms, it doesn't matter if you're, like, Devin or whoever. The more weight you are, yeah. it doesn't matter the muscle mass. It's you're gonna it's gonna hurt you. You're gonna go down because of it. Uh, one thing I definitely I want to keep talking about uh, what's going on the comp. One thing we don't want to forget to mention, very interesting for the game moving forward, is that the paint was very surprising to everybody when it came out. Not only the people up there, but everybody watching. Everybody was like, "Whoa!" And every time it happened, it was very fast. It wasn't just like splash out. It was like fling like it, it was it shocked him and everybody got surprised and of all things the host memphis messed up his back yeah. uh, in reacting to the first shot out yeah. he says he seized up his back and as the days have gone on they were talking about how he's he's been in bad shape and he needed like the hot tub to try to work it out and everything yeah, it's definitely screwing with him. I know before, I think, on the live feeds, like, he said he was, like, his body was kind of acting up, but it didn't seem serious. And so I think, obviously, you know, that shock and, like, hurting, like, his back like that, like, definitely, like, kind of kicked it in for him. Um, which sucks. And in a way, like, I can see people, like, using that as, like, oh, like, don't put him up. Like, he's injured and... Da, 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 yeah, you, you want an honorable eviction. Um, yeah. One thing they were saying was like, don't put him up for uh, have not, but then put him up for eviction. Well, it turns out, little did they know, there's no have nots this week. She announced on the live show. Yeah, I know. There's no upcoming have nots, so there's no like switch or anything like that right now. Um, okay, yeah. So Kaser goes, and then. Enzo goes at about the 18 minute mark and then uh, Tyler lasts about another 10 minutes. He's about at the half hour mark he goes. Okay, yeah. So I don't think... Enzo like said like, oh yeah, he threw it, but he didn't look. In the house, he, he says he threw it, but then when we actually see the show, we see how much he was like struggling. Yeah, no, he's definitely shaking. Like, yeah. I feel like if you want to throw it, like... If you're shaking, you let go. He what well, he didn't let go until he absolutely like like shoot like I didn't mean to let go. Yeah. Um. So it's weird that you know that he would say that. I mean, I kind of get it, but also yeah, it was why, more like why? it was more like ego. Like, yeah. Oh, I didn't need that. And yeah. Like, I just I just let go. I you know we were good. Once he's down, it doesn't matter at that point. Right. Which part of it's true, but it's funny like. When you actually see it, it's like he's struggling. Yeah. So after Tyler goes down at about the 30-minute mark, he, like I said, he didn't take the goggles off, and he reached out for the thing and, and didn't slipped. Get it, so. Yeah. And then um, I don't know what mark did you, did you catch? Which mark Bailey fell off? Yeah, only about three minutes later, she went down about 33 minutes. She she kind of hard. 
she did and then maybe she didn't mean to do this on purpose but i know it got talked about a little in the house when she wasn't there the people were a little like oh she like threw the goggles like right at everybody at oh. the crowd yeah you cause... see it because it's funny to hear it in the house right and then to actually see it on the episode you know yeah, because she was mad because she thought she was in the zone, you know, like, she, um, she's involved in, you know, yoga and stuff like that, so she thought she was, like, getting, getting to her, like, like, still zone or, you know, something like, some, uh, something along those lines, and, um, you know, she fell, and so she was super mad, and she threw goggles, and I guess it, like, almost hit, you know, the other, um, house guests, um, so they were like, oh, like, why would you do that? Anyway, um... So it's down to um Kevin and David. David's pretty struggling. Um at one point near the end, um Kevin's trying to negotiate with David and being like, yo, like I got you. I got you, yeah. like you know like I want this, like just like just like, you know, do it for me, you know? And David's and David's like, Okay, then like I want it too. Prove it to me that you want it. Yeah. And, um, he freaking does it! Like, yeah, like, it's so good, too, because, um, he really did, like, get him for, get it for himself, and, you know, he's, like, super proud. A little, little happy tears going on. Yeah, and Tyler gives him a nice comment. He's like, that's all heart. Yeah. Yeah, no, for real. Like, you're on the block, and you, like, beat... Like, him and other good competitors, like David. Like, David has almost won so many comps, and he's just... He's definitely not pulling through. He's coming second now multiple Multiple times. times. At least three times. Yeah. So he's, like... He... Like, he's gotta be pulling one soon, bro. Like, come on now. Um, No, but, like, seriously, like, good for Kevin. That's really awesome. And it's, like, a hard comp, too. Like, the, like, the moving your legs and, like, shifting like that, like... Yeah, wow. So, um, he gets, he gets that, he gets the veto, and Enzo's like, oh shoot, gotta put someone else up, and he has some ideas, some drama happens around the house, but eventually, um, Christmas offers herself up as a pawn. Right, exactly. And, uh, I guess now is a good time to get into, like, what's been going on with the the house and one of the biggest things which is interesting like um not only if you pay attention to the feeds because they'll never show this in the regular show because they can't give the you know person like this any credit or you encourage other people to do it but you hear them talk about it on the feeds um they do try to cut it sometimes when it when mentioned but um some of the people that do these big brother videos and share them on YouTube that capture the live feeds and then share them on YouTube. They've captured the moment and we did actually see the moment uh, when the back yard was available to him. Somebody with a megaphone or a stereo system or something. The only reason why I'm, I'm not 100% sure it was just somebody with a megaphone because it was repetitive from what the few times that I heard it, you can lightly hear it. It's interesting. The live feed camera is on Christmas and her face is there. And all of a sudden in the background, you hear lightly in the distance saying, 
Cody and Nicole are lying to everyone. Cody and Nicole are lying to everyone. Cody and Nicole are lying. Yeah, playing everyone. They're playing everyone, not lying to everyone. But either way, like, it's interesting to see Christmas eyes shift as she, like, hears it and picks it up and then of course the live feed cut and we were listening to cliff notes and it turns out they cut the feeds for like like something like four to seven hours they were down after that and he said being in the house like what usually happens is like this alarm goes off and they kind of go into lockdown because yeah it happened i guess just last year when cliff did it so it's interesting to hear the insider info from him on that. But uh, even more interesting was the day after the wall yeller, the uh, live feeds were down basically all day uh, to the point where there were no cliff notes. He came on and was like, hey, guys, there was no live feeds, so there's nothing to talk about. And hopefully they come back up and we'll talk again tomorrow. And that's all he said. And I was like, it made me think like either it was something more like they wanted to talk about the idea of the the yeller old old wall yeller like uh, cliff put on his background uh either it was about that or it was probably something more simple like somebody that was involved with running the live feeds like couldn't be there i know they can't fully like abandon the house they need to be recording anything can happen but to make sure like you didn't need to press the button to cut the feeds like if they didn't have like a full staff then they probably were just like hey like just shut them off for now you know the feeds that's probably what i think more likely but yeah yeah no i could definitely see that happening i mean like i think that day like wasn't necessarily like a big day that eventful like i don't think anything big was happening so you never know yeah i think that was tuesday in the house so yeah so anyways uh on that note let's bring it um up to right before tonight's episode uh interestingly things kind of are getting blown up around the house um ian is on to nicole and in turn uh nicole's heard about ian being on to her and she's like ready to like let him go they're ready to like fire each other so like the millionaire club alliance obviously doesn't stand we had the thing tonight on the episode that ian recorded saying that he tried to continue to just stay close to her but he's like super wary but we now know she uh is on to him and is ready to be done with him and cut ties so everybody was trying to get caser to blow up the house on his way out and um he was a little reluctant but he's like uh it doesn't do much for me and like do you guys really want this will it help you and most people were like yeah do it it will help us uh so he ends up doing it in the episode and it's interesting to see that uh the reactions uh obviously one of the persons he mainly goes at is the the main person he goes at is uh cody and nicole and it's like it's no secret everybody knows about the wall yeller and it was possibly even something in the sky too um 
Kevin mentioned to Davon about seeing a banner, and then they, of course they cut. And so the the highlight video that I watched, like it goes no further. We get no more of that conversation. But supposedly there is like a banner maybe in the sky too about uh, Cody and Nicole or not being truthful and <laughs> being a liar. So it's crazy like how, especially all these years later, because I remember, I'm pretty sure it was, in season 10, Dan's first season, that there was, uh, they decided to air it on TV that there was a, a thing in the sky, uh, a plane dragging a message that uh, ruined some game. That season, Memphis's first season. Yeah, and they decided to air it. And I was like, oh, they must like be all over that now. They must like, like tell people like that run airports. Like if you the people that run like those sign things like if you do it you're on we're liable to come after you and sue yeah, you and everything so because um, like that's interfering with the show and stuff that's outside of the house and with like not within their control so obviously like that's illegal <laughs> yeah uh that all being said it kind of goes back to i think i mentioned last episode if not the episode before how this house has actually in its current state pretty much been this way it is right now for the past 15 years since Janelle and Kaser's first season season six is when the house was the bones of what it is now so it really is due for like a makeover and one of the things that they could really use is an outdoor area that is not also used as a competition area it's the the outdoor is the main area they use for competitions so which house did that the uh, canada house has their they have different areas that being said their outdoor area is a little smaller but at least it's there and i feel like they probably could design something a little better where they have an outdoor open space area that they can do this, but then also an outdoor open air space that they could use to always be outside. Cause it is kind of crazy that like when they need to build sets for the veto competition or the head of household that they lose the backyard for like days at a time uh, so they can build and then take apart these sets. So it seems like they're due. I don't know if they're in the right like financial state right now with everything that's going on in the world to do it, but um Yeah. No, they're I due. totally agree. They're they're due for for uh, a re a remake of the house. Yeah, no, I totally feel the same way, like especially since you know there is a big Big Brother Canada you said house that has two separate areas like you think like being in such a popular like set place like they're in like the LA area so like you think they'd have like multiple areas and I know for a fact that the house guests keep on talking about like oh like I want to go like outside and like you know like obviously you get stir crazy being like stuck in a house all the time so it's like you need the outside and like you know like um, I can't remember which day it was, but, like, Memphis was outside in the morning because, like, it was actually open for once. And he was literally just, like, talking to, like, birds and being like, oh, man, like, 
I'm not like going crazy for once, like. <laughs> so yeah, like it matters for sure. Like it may seem small, but like fresh air like helps when you're in the house. Yeah. Um, this is season 22, but this is also the 20th anniversary of the show. I'm surprised that either they didn't do it two seasons ago, uh, Tyler's first season, uh, BB20. Uh, seemed like it would have been a good opportunity for a whole new set, a whole new house, or this one, the All-Stars season. And it's hard to say. I know actually even before the virus and the pandemic hit that they were talking about the possibility of an All-Stars season, but I don't know if it was uh, before the virus, if it was a full all-star seasons or if it was something in the past or it was like bring back four people like Nicole's second season or like the coaches season or something like that. But the fact they decided to go full all-stars, uh, I'm, I'm a little surprised that they didn't, you know, revamp the house a little more than they did. So on that note, uh, definitely want to uh, get to wrapping this up. We're running long again because we're covering a lot. We're covering multiple days in the house, multiple episodes. But uh, uh, yeah, Caser's uh, eviction kind of, he did blow up the house. And it was interesting to see that uh, for the most part, Cody pretty much laughed it off and like he didn't like appreciate it he didn't like it but he also like wasn't like oh i hate you and how dare you he like laughed at it a little bit Uh and like there was like a moment where caser was like vote with your heart because cody was the first vote and stuff (laughs) and he he like laughed because he's like cody's like you like you're destroying my game even more but like it was just like on a game level like when he left like he was actually like you know like they're cool like it's fine like and that's like the good thing about him you know like okay i don't want to get like too like i don't want to get too gender gender specific about it but in terms of like okay cody versus um the two girls um nicole and danny they were both like sour towards caser they were like giving him like the cold yeah icy and like giving like the cold shoulder and like oh like half hug like don't touch me like you suck like um so yeah like that's just like a weird thing like when you like immediately get wronged like as a girl you're like whatever like don't talk to me like i didn't do anything like yeah Danny was the most insulted and in that she said something like, oh, I was okay with him before, but he's classless and I didn't have a problem, but now I do. And then like, as he got up to go, she made sure to like dodge. And it wasn't until like one of the final like hugs by. And then of course, Julie did point it out. So yeah, there was that whole thing. But. It's just funny that she says that because it's kind of like, bro like you're literally like destroying your own alliances by like talking about stuff and this is the same thing you did last time so. yeah and that's another thing as far as the live feeds go uh there's a lot of people with her in her own alliance mainly her whole alliance the enzo tyler cody they're tired of the way that danny's like so-called like planting seeds around and they're ready to put her up so it'll be interesting to see if any of those people get in christmas is here even though she's been told 
from like Kaser about this whole idea of the like octopus and like there's this core and then all the arms that they're holding onto and like being able to dispense the arms, you know? Yeah, no, I, I like that idea. I think it's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. So on that note, uh, he's out. Sadly, we saw it coming, though. Um, sadly, we saw these last two weeks coming for sure. The last time we were a little unsure was the the David-Nicole one. We thought Nicole was going, and she did. But there was a chance David could have went. Last two weeks, we knew it was going to be Janelle. And then now we knew it was going to be Kaser. Sadly, it fell. But at the same time, like I always say, uh, he put him up. They let him fight for their lives. They didn't backdoor him out. I like that they had a chance. He had a chance to win ahead of household. He had a chance to win veto. Sadly, he couldn't do either. And you got to live with that as long as you, you got a chance to play, you know. Yeah, definitely. And that's what matters at the end of the day. Yeah, so... Uh, on that note, they it's funny how much they talk about like what it's going to be and how many times they get it right. Uh, obviously, the veto was more of an endurance, so the head of household wouldn't be, uh, which it's interesting they decided to go that way. But I'm sure that I guess, you know, they are they really are trying to shake it up and be different. But uh, everybody had guessed it was questions and it was knockout and they nailed it. That's exactly what it was. It was the three buttons and then they she showed them an image of like uh, all 16 all-stars from when the game started and they all like do like uh distortions like filters like they put like vampire looks on them or clown looks or party hats or turn them into hot dogs and then they she asked them like a question is there more, less, or exactly uh, nine vampires in this photo. And then whoever gets it right, or if they get it wrong, they're automatically eliminated. But if they get it right, the other person's eliminated, and then they get pick up the next two to come up. Uh, they've done this competition before, and yeah, here it is again. And it was it, one of the most interesting things to like watch back when you look back on it is the the first thing because the first one the first two people up which picked by random draw was kevin and ian kevin wins it and then is like scared to actually say nicole and cody which he should just say it but he makes it even worse and i like i was like oh man like if they would have won he might actually be in trouble just for these comments but he's like uh uh, I'm I'm feeling weirded out. So uh, Cody and Nicole, and it's like, yeah, you're letting them know that you you do feel weird about them now after what Kaser said. Well, obviously, like it's fine. Like I don't think that comment like means much. Like it was just like, oh damn, like we're live, and I gotta like think of something. I can't, I can't think of something. My brain's like going a million miles an hour. Like that's probably what it was. Yeah. Right. So. uh... People, you know, knocking out people, uh, Cody and Nicole do go out rather early, which I was like, okay, not surprised to see that, especially in a, a knockout format. But it was also interesting to see, like, when people picked certain people, if they looked like they took offense to it or not, you know. Yeah. But in the end, it uh, came down to either being Davon, Memphis, 
or Christmas was like the final three. Then it comes down to Christmas and Devon, and Devon got the question wrong, so therefore Christmas wins. And she's the, she goes from on the block, even though she was truly a pawn, to head of household. And that's always cool when that happens. I think I mentioned that last episode as like a cool thing, you know, even though she truly wasn't in danger this week. Yeah, no, but you never know. And so that's why I think she did a good job, like securing her voice and stuff like that. And her, um, her... It, not 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 like eviction speech, but like it was eviction, eviction speech. speech yeah. yeah, um, it was really good, and I really liked it. Um, gotta give props to that because I think that it was very creative. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, like I would have preferred, honestly, if Davon would have won. I would have liked to see her shake up the house a little bit. I don't think Christmas is gonna really gonna do that. I don't know. We'll see. Um, yeah, we'll it's see tomorrow. She, yeah, we'll see if she plays scared. If she does play but, scared, yeah. then it'll be. Uh, Kevin and Ian, in my opinion, but um, if she does want to shake it up, she will go like Bailey and somebody. I don't think she'll go after, even after Kaser's talk with her in private and the thing. I don't think she'll go like Tyler or Danny or or uh, Cody. I th- she she actually could be talked into Danny though. I think possibly. Yeah, yeah by them. Yeah, so we'll see. That should be interesting. Uh, right before we started recording, we went to check the live feeds, and they still weren't up. They were like that before the episode even aired here, so it's interesting they've been down a while. I wonder what they're they're actually... Because usually they do... Now that they don't show it on the show anymore, they usually show the... Uh, uh, head of household room when they get that. And also good for her. She's been wanting to see her kid. This will be really good for her, so... Definitely, yeah. The pictures always help, especially mentally. Yeah. And if nothing else, if we don't catch it in live, uh, we'll catch it on uh, YouTube. So uh, I think the one we can tell you if you do want to see any of these videos, um, Scenario 2, I think, is the person. I decided not to follow them just because they post a million videos and it would, like, flood the subscription feed. But uh, if you just search... Yeah, no, they do a really good job, honestly. Like, they're, they post, like, multiple videos a day about the live feed, so it's, like, good. And they're, like, good pieces, too, like, drama and stuff like that. So. Yeah, the good stuff. They got it. Uh-huh. Anyways, uh, on that note, we're about to hit an hour again. We got to keep these under an hour, so we got to get out of here right now, but... Uh, We'll be back. Uh, Maybe this time we'll do a little live feed fun because the next episode is Sunday. They're going to talk about a new uh, twist that the house guests don't know about this moment. This moment, the uh, Julie said it's uh, called the BB basement and it's going to unleash some powers that could change the nominations. Yeah, it's a new room. Yeah, so that'll be interesting. So, yeah, um, hopefully we catch something cool on the feeds and we'll come back and talk about that. But, yeah, I guess we got to get out of here, huh? Yeah, sounds good. Thank you guys so much for listening, Um, especially with the um, important topics and social justice um, topic part. I really appreciate if you guys um, listen to that and didn't skip over it. I understand if you did, but obviously thank you so much if you did. And thank you so much for listening to this episode. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Till next time. Have fun. Be safe. And we'll see you next time, E Society.